0: What is up, y'all? Kevin Kuhn here from Athlete Factors. This is the Athlete Factors podcast, and I'm here with my guest, Joe Nemec. How's it going? Joe? It's going well. Thanks for having me on. Hey, for sure, man. I'm really excited to have this conversation. So uh, let's give everybody just like a quick rundown of, of, you know, why we're having a conversation here. You've just recently entered into a very, very exclusive group. Let's say very few individuals have accomplished this in their in their life. So um, I don't want to steal your thunder. Tell us a little bit about what's happened in the past uh, week or two.
1: Yeah. So hi, I'm I'm Joni Mick, 27. I hail from West Michigan originally, but currently reside in South Carolina, um, pursuing distance running, specifically the marathon at this this point in time. Um, and last Sunday I was able to qualify for the Olympic marathon trials, um, with a time of 2:17.18 at the Houston marathon.
0: Ooh.
1: Um, so that was a pretty awesome performance and just like I was blown away and, uh, just one of those times where you exceed kind of what, even the limitation or, um, the glass box you put yourself in. So, um, that's what I was able to do, um last weekend and it was it was kind of like the completion for me of like a five-year journey um that started shortly after i graduated from college so sweet
0: well yeah that's amazing first and foremost congratulations that's so cool thank Um, you so much so when when are the trials when will that be taking place so yeah the trials are february
1: 29th in atlanta um You can watch it on TV um, at noon. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and so it'll be, I think, 264 guys qualified, um, currently ranked 110th in that field, and basically uh, the top three in that race will go to the
0: Olympics. So Wow. Yes, it'll be really
1: cool to be able to kind of toe the line with the best of the best in the country and just kind of see how I stack up on that day. Um, It's going to be a really hilly course. It's going to be a really slow course um relatively speaking to other marathon courses so it'll just it'll be a very interesting kind of tactical um championship style race so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah. time doesn't matter just where you finish
1: exactly so those are fun
0: yeah those tend to be a little more exciting for uh for those of us who just enjoy the the actual racing aspect absolutely of the the sport so that's cool so um, let's kind of rewind the clock. Let's take things back to, um, I mean, let's, let's go back to high school and college okay. When or like, when did you start running? What got you into it? And, uh, what was, what was your progression from, you know, high school running to college running and, and so on and so forth? Yeah. So for me,
1: I technically started running as like an eight or nine year old. My parents made me do it as a chore. Uh it was like, you know, or if I got in trouble, like I would have to go run a mile. So they used it as <laughs> as kind of punishment. And so I grew up kind of hating running. Um and then in, in high school, you know, I was a soccer baseball player till sophomore year and then um someone told me about cross country and you know, a couple of my friends were doing it, so I decided and I had just not made the varsity team in baseball, so I just decided to um yeah, let's let's give this a try, you know. And so sophomore year I started cross country and then uh, junior year I did track as well. Um, and again, all throughout high school, I, I really didn't like it. I just kind of did it cause I was kind of sort of good at it. And, uh, I had no drive, you know, I had no internal fire or passion for the sport, um, mm-hmm. at that age. And so, um, for me, uh, I broke my ankle senior year in high school. And, uh, that was kind of like the first kind of wake up call I had just, you know, on a, on a bigger scale, like just life context, just, you know, like I had a talent that I wasn't using. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when that, when that was taken away from me, it, it kind of woke me up that, you know, Hey, I have something that I'm not using and I should probably think about using it. Mm -hmm. So like, thankfully, um, you know, they patched me up and I was running again by the end of a senior year. So I did a little bit of track. Um, and then I got to, uh, ended up getting on the team at Cedarville university. Um, Mm. and it was pretty much Cedarville that taught me how to love the sport and taught me how to do it correctly. Mm. Um, as, as most high schoolers, you know, end up learning, you know, they didn't really understand how to run. There's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And so Cedarville kind of taught me how to run and it taught, it brought me around a bunch of guys that loved running. And so I just from there caught the, caught the bug and, uh, yeah, college was college was great, but then, you know, as we all know, college ends, and at that point in time, you know, I thought running was over for me, because, um, you know, you got to go get a real job and do real adult things, and so I, uh, actually switched to just doing triathlete, triathlons for a couple years, um, right after, right after college until, uh, I realized that, um, during these races, I was getting just destroyed on the bike by guys that were, like, you know 50 or 55 years old just Mm -hmm. destroying me and i was trying i was training i was doing my best you know i was still like in good shape and just getting beat down and so i was like you know what maybe (laughs) i should and these same guys as soon as we got off the bike you know i'd just kill them on the run so it's just like it was kind of like a wake-up call that like just like in high school like hey you still have a talent in running like you're still at the prime age for being a runner even though you're out of college like maybe you should you know buckle down and see see what can happen Mm-hmm. And so that kind of started the post-collegiate push to um, just build fitness. And, you know, at the time, me and my wife were, you know, massively in debt. And so there wasn't a lot of things we could, you know, do. Like, we couldn't go travel. We couldn't, mm-hmm. like, go places. So, like, running is very cheap to do. So it was just like, you know, we're newly married. Like, let's, let's just try and see what happens. And uh, Long story short, you know, uh, about five years ago, decided like, Hey, what if, what if you could go to the Olympic marathon trials? And mm-hmm. so that became the new goal. And four years later, I finally hit it. So
0: that's, <laughs> that's kind of a
1: long winded answer
0: to your question, but hey, yeah. no, that's, that's perfect. So, um, yeah, if you're not setting a lofty goal like that, like, well, you're, you're not going to reach lofty goals, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've got to, uh, you got to grow
1: and you're dying. Yeah
0: exactly that's, so that's the same. so yeah that's really cool though so uh so you went you went to Cedarville did you uh did you have a scholarship to run there did you walk on what was like the recruiting process Yes.
1: so actually when I <clears throat> when I first like came into to- contact with the team and you may have been at the team at this point in time I'm not sure but um uh it was at uh cross-country race near my hometown in Michigan and I actually came to visit the guys and I was on crutches still because I had a broken leg mm. and so yeah uh, coach Paul Orchard always teases me like when the first time he saw me and I was like hey can I be on your team my leg was broken <laughs> so was just like what do you why are you asking this you can't Great even first walk first impression through. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. So when I, like historically speaking like I'm not super fast um rel- like in the running world um starting out like Out of high school, I was running 1703. That was my PR for 5K, which isn't terrible, but it's not – you're not turning any heads. Like, I wasn't going to get a scholarship for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, so I just walked on, and uh, uh, it took me probably two, two and a half years before I was, like, in the top seven at Cedarville. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, But, you know, uh, junior and senior year, I was top seven, and by senior year, I was pretty much top three on the team. So just – I think for me, it's always been about you like, I I never have expectations of being at the top starting out, even, you know, getting into marathoning. It's like, you know, like I know I'm going to have to work for it and start at the bottom. But Mm -hmm. to me, it's like, that's the fun is that you can, you can just start and then just grind. And like those who stay will be champions. The ones that just keep showing up day after day, year after year, like fitness is a compound effect. It's like interest. Like if you can just rack up, like day after day, month after month, year after year, like that's when you, you you start to see the returns come. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've never had a ton of natural talent. It's always been more of like, I have to stay healthy and consistently work
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: to see the results I want to see. So
0: that's awesome. So you, you graduate from Cedarville and just so everybody knows that's my alma mater as well. So we okay. back the jackets all the way. <laughs> That's right. So, yes, was <clears throat> so a unique situation for me. So my grandfather went to Cedarville, my mom, and like all my aunts and uncles went to Cedarville. My sister went to Cedarville. Both my brothers went to Cedarville. My mm. mom was teaching at Cedarville before. You had to go. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't yeah, have like, a choice. <laughs> no, no options. So. But it was good, like, and I went to Cedarville High School, so I, it's a short trip to the university because my mom was working there. And um, for a while, like, my dad was director of alumni for 16 years. This was long, long ago, but so, like, everybody, the whole family is like, and like, my brother works there now. Um, I have, uh, yeah, just everybody lives in like Cedarville or Springfield, like the whole family they're like hey when you moving home yeah. um, dallas is home for me so yeah. anyway all that to say um so you finish up at at cedarville mm-hmm. graduate um at what point were were you you know training solo did you did you find like a running club or a yeah. team like how what what was the transition into into that so I trained solo
1: from, I graduated in 14. So I, I took three weeks off after I graduated thinking I was done, you know, running. And then after three weeks, I was like, I'm not done. So I, you know, <laughs> jumped back in and then pretty much I was solo from 2014 till, um, let's see, 2018. So for four years, I, you know, we moved to different parts of the country. because um, at, at this point running was like a side, kind of like a side hustle, like I still Mm -hmm. had a full-time engineering job and I ran, you know, on the side whenever I could kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I was newly married, um, 2015. We had our first kid, 2017. We had our second kid, 2019. We had our third kid. So like we we've been growing a family, like running has not. And that, I think that's the thing that differentiates me from a lot of, um, definitely a lot of elite runners at this level is like, there's not a lot of people that are doing this with, with families, Mm -hmm. you know, and jobs and stuff on the side. So, but thankfully, um, the end of last year, not 2019, but 2018, I was able to join, um, ASICS GTC Elite, which is, uh, the team here in Greenville, South Carolina. So we moved from Michigan down South here, um, end of 2018. And so now I've been training with that team, um, for the last year, year and a half. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So you
0: got a solid group of, of guys who, is everyone else training for marathon or are they doing different events or?
1: Yeah. So how does we got work? two marathoners. Uh, and then we got some girls who are doing some indoor stuff. There's, there's currently two girls and, um, two other guys on the team. Um, so, uh, both of the other guys are doing, doing marathons. um, um so yeah, we're just at different like training cycles, I guess you could say like a couple of guys are coming back from injury and, Mm -hmm. Um, whatnot but yeah there's a good there's a good kind of little team dynamic that we have and it 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 definitely helps just having other people doing kind of the same same thing you are so
0: for sure so do you get to you get to train like running wise with other people or are you still kind of running solo
1: I would say I'm I'm pretty much on my own probably 60 to 70 percent of the time and then you know that last 30 percent I'll be with with other people so Mm -hmm. I've definitely always been able to kind of run lone wolf as it were like you know I, I was doing that for four years before I came here and mm-hmm. um, I do I still do a lot of workouts just the way the training lines up for different people like I end up doing a lot of that on my own but you know for easy days recovery days like the days where you're just you know getting the turnover and you know there's always usually someone to run with so that that helps make those days go by
0: for sure yeah that was that was one of the things I noticed. Uh, that was a huge difference for me in, you know, high school and college. Like, I didn't, I didn't really have anybody to run with in high school. Like, there mm-hmm. was, like my freshman sophomore year, there was a guy who was a lot faster than me, and so I, you know, I'd try to run with him. And then, my junior and senior year, I was kind of like the only guy. There was a, there was another guy that I, you know, I'd run with on the team, and uh, but we were just like, we were spaced out enough that there wasn't a whole lot of overlap with, mm-hmm. with where our fitness was. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was either way behind or way ahead. And then it was, so it was really nice going to college where now there's, you know, 20 plus guys on the team mm-hmm. and you've always got somebody to, to run with. And, yeah. you know, it's really good that you're not dependent on that. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you've had four years of, of you know, grinding it out on your own. Like when you're racing, there's times where you got to be on your own. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you've got to be kind of self-reliant in that regard yeah. and you got to be able to gut it out. Whether somebody's there saying, Hey, let's go, let's do this. Or whether mm-hmm. you're alone and you're like, all right, I'm either going to do it or I'm not going to do yeah. it. So, yeah. So awesome. So, uh, Was this your first attempt at the, uh, Olympic trial standard or. So
1: I had wanted, I had, my first attempt was going to be Chicago in 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, but I got a hamstring injury and so I wasn't able to race. Then I was going to do grandma's marathon in 2019, which is like in the spring, like around the May timeframe. Um, but just due to the way my training was going, I wasn't able to like think I had a good shot. So we rolled till Chicago 2019, and that ended up being my first first uh, attempt at the distance. And I ran a 226.42. Um, but basically how that race went, the race was over for me by mile 16 Like, at that point. Because I went out, you know, going for the, the, the standards 219. You got to run some 219 mm-hmm. to get to the trials. Mm-hmm. So that's about 517 pace per mile. And so, you know, I ran Chicago. At or around five seventeen for those first fourteen or fifteen miles, and then mm-hmm. the wheels just fell off the bus real hard as they yeah. get through in the marathon sometimes. <laughs> and uh, the the rest of the race was just trying to get to the finish line. So yeah, to, I was I was honestly like I wasn't like I wasn't I was like disappointing, but it was like you know this is a hard race, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad I finished with two twenty six for my first attempt.
0: That's so, an awesome uh, debut, man. I mean yeah, for. To- To open up sub two thirty is like you you can't be just anybody and do that. So
1: yeah, it just it was it was a very painful last ten miles. (laughs) And
0: alrighty, y'all, technical difficulties, but we are back. So um, you're talking about your uh, your first marathon attempt Mm and how that went. And uh, Mm -hmm. so you were you were what about seven, seven minutes or so shy of the, uh, of the standard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Almost eight minutes. And so I think for me, the biggest, honestly, I came away with that race, like viewing it as a success, even though I was, you know, eight minutes off the standard, it gave me something to like, you know, a baseline to say, okay, like I know what effort it took to get that 226. So now we can, you know, adjust the training and move forward appropriately. I think that was the biggest thing. Just that first one was you know, it's such a big unknown, it's a new distance, you know, there's so many horror stories about the marathon and bad things that can happen and blah, 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 blah. So to just have my own experience of it, you know, how my body accepted it, Mm -hmm. um, just helped a ton, uh, with the buildup to Houston. For sure. Um, You,
0: you need that experience to give you context so that you can be like, okay, like this aspect of my training is, is right on this other aspect i need to address maybe i need to change some things here and there so yeah Yeah. until until you do it like you said it's it's a big unknown you're just kind of taking a shot in the dark and hoping hoping that everything you're doing is is fine-tuned enough to get you there
1: so yeah yeah. and so for the the marathon distance it's like you know it's not just like race fitness you're also taking into account like there's fueling strategies there's Mm -hmm. Um, just basically I think of the marathon as like launching a rocket into space like you need like there's so much technical like precision that's required in addition to the fitness like there you know rockets have like different stage engines like different fuel burn rates like you adjust it based on like how high the the rocket is and just like in 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 a marathon it's all about controlling energy expenditure and just trying to like make sure that you hit empty, you know, at 26 miles, no sooner and no later. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's, what's the cool part about it is it's just trying to, how do you manipulate your body into letting you do that? So,
0: yeah, it's a, it's a science experiment. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. no, like um, the, the sport nutrition side of it, the the fueling and recovery side is extremely intriguing to me because You know, depending on the depending on the temperature, depending Mm on um, a bunch of other things like that, that can change not only your fueling strategy but also your hydration strategy. And there's just a lot of uh, there can be a lot of unknown there. Mm -hmm. So yes, I I like that. I like that there's variables that if if you're not addressing, then you're giving your opponents you know, the opportunity to have a leg up on you. So you, yep. you really have to, you know, you have to understand how many of these systems are involved in, in success so that you can, mm-hmm. you know, so you can maximize all of them. So, yeah. Yep. So how long after you finished up Chicago, were you like, all right, I'm ready to do another one? Yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm a huge advocate of like rest and recovery as, as part of training and, so for me, my mindset coming out of Chicago was like I knew I needed to do a quick turnaround because Houston was only, you know, three months away, which is mm-hmm. a really short marathon buildup. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I had enough time to take a take a week. So I basically took a week where I didn't do anything other than, you know, kind of stretch and roll and just do little walks just to kind of keep blood moving through the legs. But I didn't do any running um, for that first week. And then that second week back was just easy, um, what's called walk running, which is probably the greatest thing I've learned um, joining this team in the South, like a really good way to come back from injury or um, uh, a big race or anything really is to just walk run. So you do, you know, um, intervals of like one minute run, walk for a minute, one minute run, walk for a minute, just to kind of like ease back into it instead of Mm -hmm. um, typically, and especially after a week off, like you can feel really good, especially on those first couple runs cause you got kind of all that pent up energy, um, mm-hmm. and you go out too fast and you hurt something. So it's a good way to just kind of throttle and ease back into, um, into running again. So that's, that's what I did. And then, you know, by week three post marathon, um, we were starting to do the, the fast workouts again. So it's gotcha. kind of like
0: a two week, two week thing. Yep. Wow. So had you planned and kind of strategized ahead, like, Hey, if I don't hit it here then I'm going to get right back to it as soon as I you know as soon as I can so that you know we can set things up for Houston yeah yeah
1: so from the mental aspect of it I go into races especially like when you're trying to hit a standard with like my life ends at Chicago right so before Chicago I didn't think really about anything post Chicago because in my mind I need to be 100% committed to that sub-219. And sometimes when you go into, especially like hard races with a plan B, you know, and that pain starts to build up and you're like, well, you know, I could kind of like, yeah, we'll we'll get it next time. (laughs) Save it for another day. It's it's always better to kind of go into it like burning the ships and just like, Chicago's it, like that's it. Okay, well, I didn't get it in Chicago. So, you know, that first week, you know, that first week when I wasn't running, you just kind of think about, okay, like what's the next logical step? Mm-hmm. And originally I was going to do CIM, which is in December, but the thinking there was just like, you know, two tw- I'm, I ran a 226. I think had I paced cur- like my fitness, I probably could have done a 223 in Chicago. So I had about 223 fitness. So I knew I needed about four more minutes of fitness. And I knew I couldn't do that in a month and a half, which is mm-hmm. how far away CIM was. So I dropped out of CIM and. Um, we looked at Houston, which Houston is the absolute last like chance to qualify. Like that's the deadline, January 19th. Mm -hmm. So we're like, you know, that gives us three months, which is a little bit more. And like, you can, you can build some fitness in three months. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we kind of set our sights on Houston and went to work. Um, and for me, the biggest, the biggest takeaways from Chicago, as far as training goes, was just, um, like. I needed a little bit more volume in the legs and like I needed to do get some longer interval sessions. in. so those were the kind of the two big modifications we made to the training in November and December. So.
0: Gotcha. You just needed to, to feel a little bit more comfortable being at that somewhat uncomfortable pace.
1: Race exactly. Yeah. And a lot of that we did at half marathon <laughs> pace. Yeah, exactly. Like we did K repeats. So I think my longest workout was 15 by K um, at half marathon pace. So right around five flat. Um, and then just those last with a focus on those last, you know, four to five Ks, um, mm-hmm. just cause that's when you start to feel the kind of the way you feel at that 13 to 14 mile mark and mm-hmm. just to kind of
0: replicate that feeling again. So nice. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, what was, what was like your last hard workout and how long before your, uh, your race was that
1: so I did my lap my hardest workout was over Christmas break it was uh like the day after Christmas which training over the holidays kind of sucks because like you're <laughs> with family and like you're you know everyone's relaxed and eating a lot of really junky food and it's just like you know it's it's not conducive to like elite training Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have a family and I'm, I'm not going to just avoid my family because I have to train. So for me, it's always been how do I integrate my training into, you know, holiday season? So, mm-hmm. you know, I invited my family to kind of participate. You know, I had my brother riding his bike with me on a workout and just like just kind of including them in it made it made it a really cool experience. But um, so nice. that was that would have been um, four weeks out from Houston. And then my last hard workout, which was six by two K, so twelve K total, um, that was um, ten days out. So that's gotcha. typically what you what you see that 10 to 10 to 15 days out is the last time you'll do a really hard workout, and then you'll do a couple kind of like tune-up workouts, little baby workouts. Yeah. So, the at that. Yep.
0: At that point you've there's not the a lot money, money is in can, the bank. Exactly. Yeah. not a whole lot you can do that's gonna give you any benefit but there is a whole lot you could do to you know to start sending the plane down yes. so to speak like yes. so you want to be able to just ride that wave and let your body refuel as much as possible and try to absorb all of the all the adaptation that you can and then yeah keep everything fresh and then shoot for the moon
1: yeah
0: and going into Houston I would say
1: well <laughs> the week before Houston I was limping because my knee just like randomly started hurting. So I was like a week before and it was, you know, a little nerve wracking, but I didn't feel like fresh, like poppy mm-hmm. until like two days before the race. So mm-hmm. that is when, you know, like you got it dialed in because, you know, if you, if you, if you cut back too soon and you kind of feel sluggish and like, you know, it's hard to find that rhythm, uh, like mm-hmm. that race pace, but you know, I was, you know, it gets nervous cause it's like, okay, it's Thursday now and I still kind of feel tired and then Friday rolled around, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, now I feel pretty good. This is ready
0: pretty to good. go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <light> on Sunday. <laughs> you got springs in your shoes. And yes. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. So talk us through just the the progression of, of you know, of the miles, of the yeah. race. Like, how, yes. how did it go?
1: So Houston and, like, every marathon is, you know, like, A Lord of the Rings Hobbit journey. It's just like, it's it's (laughs) long, it's really long, and most of it's pretty boring, and then there's like this climax moment at the end, so that's kind of how this race um, started. Um, The the weird thing about, well, not the weird thing, this is relatively normal, but the half marathon and marathon started at the same time for this race, so that makes for a pretty chaotic start, um, because you have, you know, everyone running crazy, just trying to get into their getting getting to their pace or whatever mm-hmm. so I, I, I told myself you know I'm not gonna push to be in the you know right on the front starting line so i was I was kind of like I was probably like eight or nine rows back at the start gun goes off and you don't move you have to wait and it was like six or seven seconds before I actually crossed the line so I got out and I just told myself you know just relax for that first mile so I did that and uh, I looked down at my watch took my first split and i you know I need to be around 517 pace um and i saw a 540 and i was like wow okay joe like Oops. i said relax not like stop you know so that was like that was the only moment where i was like crap like i got to move so i you know i slowly picked it up you know everything in the marathon needs to be gradual so like even you know it was it was like one moment of crap and then it was like okay just slowly like take a take the next mile to start easing into your the pace that you know yeah and so
0: yeah, by that 5 that time two, up in the next
1: you, you know quarter mile
0: yes you want to keep everything
1: relaxed and slow yeah. so um, <laughs> by that 5k split I had my average had come down to 525 so like pretty much negated it in those first three miles but yeah after that it was just kind of like just hanging out and existing is what I like to call it mentally where you're just kind of in this state of like It's so easy, especially at marathon pace, because it's not insanely fast, right? It's not like, you know, when you've trained for it, marathon pace is comfortable for that first, you know, one to six miles, let's say, like, you're just Mm kind of out. So it's really easy to start, your your mind can wander, you can start to think about, like, oh my God, you can start to worry, you know, there's, it's really easy to, like, for your mind to travel places, but, Mm -hmm. you know, in my experience, that's kind of wasted energy. So, like, you know, just taming your mind and just telling it to just be present in the moment and just be locked into you know simple things like hey you know are you pumping your arms are you lifting your knees you know are you driving like are you relaxed like relax your hands like don't tighten up like just and just cycling through those things over and over again is Mm -hmm. kind of the name of the game for the first I don't know six or seven miles um, and then at that point it was okay. You know, I was still running, with, I think it was with the lead half marathon women's group. That's where I ended up like just at mile seven to nine. And so mm-hmm. I had a couple of vehicles, you know, who were doing TV work for the, the women's race. And I was, you know, trying to figure out like, how do I get around these vehicles? Cause the sub two nineteen men's group was in front of them. And so it was just kind of weird, but you know, they also had an estimated finish time on the back of one that said I was at 2:18:50. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm in the right spot. There's no need to panic. Let's just, yeah. let's just ride it out. And mm-hmm. finally, around mile 10, I got with that sub 2:19 group. There's probably 20, 25 guys in it. And then at that point, it was like, okay, now we can start racing. So mm-hmm. first 10 miles is just like, oh, I mean, it's a warm up. And then you you kind of start getting into things. So then you know that next 10 miles was doing a lot of like mental work is what I is what I like to call it just trying to like push away pain and to me it's like thinking you know positive thoughts and for me it was like thinking about my family and just thinking about you know just different aspects of training and um just again keeping that confidence cuz i think you know once your body starts feeling pain that's where you know your subconscious can start spitting out things like you know hey you should slow down or or, like you're going too fast or like Mm -hmm. i don't know if you can do this and like your conscious mind needs to be like very quick about shutting those down otherwise they can lead to you know your body listening to your mind right and you don't want it yeah a lot of mental um and that's the part I love about running is the mental aspect and the mental side of it is just like what you can, when you can control your brain, which is a very powerful muscle, it controls the rest of your body. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was mile 10 to I would say 18 just, you know, cycling through those thoughts. Like the times were good. The splits were good. I felt great. And I was just like, man, like when, when is this going to like start to hurt? Because again, <laughs> it was, it was new territory for me after 16. Cause I had never continued to race past that distance. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just kept going. And I was like, you know, again, like hold back, but just stay consistent. And then Mm -hmm. finally at like mile 19, you know, I was at the front of that sub 219 group that I was with. And I just found myself like taking a couple steps, kind of like launching off the front a little bit, but then coming back because I was like, ah, just it's too soon. It's too (laughs) soon. (laughs) I got seven more miles, and everybody says, like, if you go too early at like 19 or 20, you can, you can like blow up and just not finish. Yeah. I was really scared of that happening because I'd never known how to do this. So I just, I was very cautious. Um, Finally, like, around 23 or 22, uh, one of the other guys took off the front and, um it was shortly after he left the group where I was like, okay, I think, you know, we're around twenty-two. Let's now go. <laughs> Let's go. So yeah, I went off the front and just just slowly kept accelerating. And you know, by the end I was holding on to 450 pace, which was just, you know, unreal for me yeah. to be finishing a marathon at that pace was just like, Woo! Yeah. All right. Like, and so it's just one of those races where it all came <laughs> together, like the fueling went perfectly um yeah it just was an awesome experience so yeah
0: that is really really cool yeah that everything comes together like that's and that's why we do the sport right it's for that Mm -hmm. one one
1: moment where it all Mm -hmm. all comes together like there's so many behind that one performance there's so many really bad performances especially on my end or injuries or just like very very average days but to like have it all come together and be in that moment where it is coming together. It's just, I mean, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so different than, you know, other sports where, you know, in, in professional soccer, right? Like I'm a big fan of, of English Premier League. They play 38 games. Like there's no, there's no tournament at the end. There's no playoffs. It's, you, if you win a game, you get three points. If you tie a game, you get one point. If you lose a game, you get zero. Mm-hmm. Whoever has the most points at the end of the season wins. So, like, it, it's not set up like that, and it's not set up to where like your your win loss ratio determines whether you make it to playoffs. Not like we put all our eggs in one basket mm-hmm. and we risk everything for you know for very few racing opportunities it's like yeah. you you know you've you've got your A race you've got like the one that you're you know betting all your money on and then if that doesn't happen then like okay we've got to find another A race and mm-hmm. you know so it's there's a lot more risk you know but there's a i I think there's a lot more reward right mm-hmm. so you know if you do get that you know get that PR or get that uh, qualifying time or whatever like man the, the feeling that you have like it's nothing That's like incredible. it incredible yeah mm-hmm. so awesome so what is uh at what point were you like freaking out like oh my gosh like, I'm, at what point is
1: it, ha- is it happening in my mind? Yes, like, like I've okay. got
0: this in yeah, the that's, bag. Like...
1: That's a good question. And the answer <laughs> is sadly, or shock, I don't know if this is surprising, but the last 100 meters. Like, <laughs> again, I know it sounds, I, I feel like I should have thought it sooner, but I didn't think of it until I saw the finish line. And I was like, for me, it, like, I saw the finish line and I knew that I had not, I had gotten the standard, but it was like way under. So, like, I knew I was good there. Mm-hmm. But like, again, I, my mind, like I'm a, I'm an engineer, like you're trained to be conservative. You know, you always got that safety factor built in mm-hmm. to me. It was like, it was so much, not doubt, but just like, okay, like when are the wheels going to fall off? Cause like I went off the front a little earlier than I wanted to, like I was pushing the pace. I was passing guys. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like you know, that I was, I was just always like in my mind, I was just like, keep going, keep going, keep going. I wasn't even thinking about like, all right, I got this. It was just like, keep going, keep going. Cause if I don't like the wheels might fall off.
0: <laughs> so I Get got to, to enjoy it
1: for the last hundred meters. And that's when I started yelling and screaming. And like, that's what the photo is of me yelling and screaming. And it yeah. was just, you know, it kind of all hit me at once. It was like, <laughs> but yeah, up until that point, it was just like, I'm running 450s and it felt like my legs were just a different part of my body, like a separate body that I like just couldn't control. They were just doing their own thing and I was just like riding on top of them. I don't know. It was like a surfboard or something. <laughs> They're just doing their thing.
0: Nice. Well, stay on top of the wave, right? Yeah. Like, that's don't fall off. Doing. That's awesome. That's hilarious. So you're like coming into the finish. You're screaming. You're... <laughs> what what a solid way to finish like that's that's the way to do it that's incredible
1: you get a split so it's that's the way you want to run a marathon
0: yeah that's excellent so um so you've got a little little well right around a month right Mm -hmm. away from uh u.s olympic trials so uh what is your prep like right now what's it look like
1: So I did a very similar thing to Chicago. I took pretty much all last week off and started walk running on Saturday. Um, And so, you know, today just expanding how long I'm doing that. And uh, I think Wednesday will be the first day I just run normally. So very similar. Um, The idea being that like in, again, like if, if three months is a short build up, five weeks, (laughs) it's like, like all, all we're trying to do at this point is be healthy and like, Prime, you know, prime the engines again to do it again. Not like mm-hmm. we won't have any time to build fitness or like increase aerobic capacity or anything like that. It's all just going to be, you know, see what you got and just do it again, right? And just try yeah. to do the same thing that I did in Houston. Uh, yeah. So have just fitness. Enjoy it.
0: Exactly, and enjoy the experience. Yeah, like that's that. the the racing part is going to be, you know, so different than than what you just did in Houston because. Yeah. I mean, time doesn't matter, and I'm not trying to hit a
1: standard. And it's just going to be go out there, and I, I just want to place. My goal is, you know, top fifty. You know, I'm mm-hmm. ranked one ten, so if I can get top fifty, like I'm beating a lot of guys that are way more fit than me. So, yeah, yeah.
0: And even though there's, what'd you say, two hundred sixty four? Yeah, two sixty four. Like the the window that. All of those oh yeah com- competitors are in is really Nine small minutes. window yeah so there's it's not gonna be like oh I can barely see the the next guy in front of me and you like there's no one behind you like you are it's gonna be a giant group yeah. like it's gonna be like Peloton yeah like, if I'm one ten that means there's a hundred and ten
1: <laughs> guys behind me that are within two minutes right <laughs> theoretically so that's insane Let's See yeah. And the the Atlanta course is uh it's a hilly course, so it's gonna be slow and you know, I think that favors someone like me who's I'm not I'm not fat I'm not a speed guy, I'm a more of a like a grinder kinda I like hills kind of person. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Hopefully, you know, we'll see what we'll see what that brings.
0: You can gut it out and not yeah. feel like, oh no, I just redlined my engine and now what? Yeah. That's cool. So that's awesome animal. We're all uh, we're all excited to see how things go. I'm excited. I hope everybody who's watching and listening is uh, if they are, then they're interested in this. So I'm sure they're going to be they're going to be tracking you. So yeah, just um, from like
1: a higher level perspective, like the 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 trial, the plugging the trials. I mean, it's going to be like you know this is where they decide who goes to the Olympics, and Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be you know a very like in the U.S. right now. There's probably the top 15 guys are all within, you know, 30 seconds of each other. So that battle up top is going to be amazing. It's the same on the women's side, too. It's just going to yeah. be a, a good, like, good competitive race, which is what everyone wants to see. And yeah. it's hard to find that in a marathon just because it's so long and there's so many variables. But yes, I, think yeah. be, I think it'll be really cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled about it. Um, I can't believe we're already to an Olympic year. Like know just like I, I was like last year i was like what i rio just happened didn't it yeah yeah no that was that was a while, a while ago i know
1: it's been so four years. it's crazy
0: yeah so this is always exciting um so how can people follow your your current training and and you know follow your progress and stuff like that outside of the actual race like like uh, yeah so that's Instagram, at most, Facebook, most active stuff like on
1: uh yeah most active on Instagram. It's just Joe So first name, first name, last name, and uh, yeah, I, I stay pretty pretty active on there. And uh, we also like the team page is A6GTC Elite. That's the team I run for. And so um, yeah, those are those are probably the best ways to keep up with what's going on. So awesome.
0: Well, I won't take up too much more of your time. I know you're busy with uh with the kids and with training mm-hmm. and and work and life in general so um, on a parting note what uh, what advice do you have for those of us watching or listening or um, yeah
1: yeah so if we're if we want to talk about quotes I guess like in each race you know there's different quotes that kind of appeal you know or catch me in a different way depending on you know the emotions going into the the race but I think for the last four or five years I've had this you know, uh, I don't know if you heard of the the man in the arena quote from Teddy Roosevelt. Um, just the part, you know, at the end where he's, you know, uh, let's see here. Uh, i just got to read the whole thing because it's so good. Anyways, um, <laughs> it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds ha- could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm and great devotion, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place will shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory or, or defeat. So I think for me, just like, like, I think a lot of times, like, we're told, you know, as children, like, you know, you can do whatever you want, like, you know, you're capable of anything. And like, then you kind of grow up, and they're like, you know, get a real job, you know, do normal things. (laughs) so, So for me, I think it was like, like, no, I have this dream. And yeah, I may be out of college now. But like, this dream still means something to me. And now that I have young children, it's like, I need to show them that, you know, despite, you know, what culture might say, like, a guy, you know, at my age should be doing, you know, I'm I have this dream that I believe God gave to me and I'm going to do everything I can to 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 pursue that and pursue it with excellence. And so, um, mm-hmm. even though it's hard, even though it's not glamorous, even though I might, you know, fail, like at the end of the day, it's the fact that I chose to go after it that matters. And so That's right. That's all I'd say. It's chase your dreams, man. Life's too short. <laughs> that's the
0: truth. That's so, the truth. I love it. Dude, yeah. this has been so awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time. And Thank you. uh yeah, man, we'll be cheering you on, and and uh, yeah, we'll get you back on again in the future, cause I'm All sure right. you're I'm sure you're not gonna be done running. No. If, I, uh, I anytime I don't want soon. to be. Awesome, awesome. All right, Joe, appreciate it. Thank you again. All righty, y'all. Thanks for watching and listening, and uh, go follow Joe and throw him some love and support in uh, this last month of training. And um, yeah, we will catch up next week with our next episode. Adios.